Um, it's great to be with you. Uh, thank you to uh, Matt and the team uh, for inviting me to share a little bit of our journey of planting into a small town context. Uh, my name is Reese. I've been married to the amazing Rachel for 15 years. Um, <laughs> we celebrated our wedding anniversary a few weeks ago. Uh, we've got two amazing boys, uh, Elliot, age 10, and Jude, who's a lively seven-year-old. And um, it was in 2013, when I was 28, that I really felt, and so did Rachel separately, a stir to plant a church, a new expression. We didn't know where that was. The, the next five years looked like training and praying and preparation. And eventually then, in January 2019, we planted God First Church in Barry with uh, six adults and five children in our front room. Um, so that was great. And uh, I have to say, through the highs and the lows, we really witnessed um, God's blessings and his grace upon us. And it's been five years now since, can you believe, since January 2019. Um, so, um, by the grace of God, we are got through some really strong uh, challenges and trials. Uh, we're now a group of around 40 to 50 people, including unborn babies, I guess, and little babies, as all church planters do. Um, and uh, we're growing, we're, we're vibrant, we're steady, and we're ready to go and preach the gospel to all who will hear it, which is great. So a bit of context about my town very quickly. Barry, it's a seaside town. In fact, I think that's a picture there from Google Maps. Um, it's a seaside town, so sandy beaches and two P arcade machines and uh, really dodgy roller coasters on a traveling fair that's been there for five years or something. Um, and uh, we're a town of 57,000 people. And so in England, that would probably be a really small to medium-sized town. But in Wales, that's the biggest town in Wales, 57,000 people, which gives you an idea a little bit of the context of planting in Wales. Um, so hopefully it will become clear between Ian and I that church planting is similar no matter where you plant, but there's clearly some very strong differences between planting in a town, a small townish, and uh, a big city. And uh, the first thing I would want to highlight, and this is just some of my own reflections, uh, I can't say this is true of every town, uh, but probably true of a lot of towns of similar size in economic kind of context. The first thing um, that I imagine is prominent to plant in within a town context versus a city is a settled population. Low movement in and out of the town. There's been historically, this has been historically true of Barry, and I'm pretty sure probably true of a lot of towns. People who are born in Barry grow up in Barry and they stay in Barry. There's no reason to move in or out, although that's changing a fair bit over the last few years. Why would you want to leave Barry anyway? It's a beautiful place, right? Um, and you often see friends who met in school and still hang out together socially in their 40s, 50s, and onwards. And so it's settled, perhaps a little stagnant, some might say, if you want to put it in that way. And the town is not small enough that everyone knows each other, but certainly small enough that there's big families and big characters. And the town is made up of loads of big social 
groups, self-contained communities of people that have known each other for years, and their kids know their kids, and they've grown up together. And so it's a bit cliquey, in a way. And so if you were to move to a certain part of Barry Island, kind of near the sandy bit, it's no longer an island, as you can see. Um, you, this happens to my brother, in fact. You'd have your neighbor come and ask you who you are. Who are you? What are you doing here? You're not from around here. Well, I grew up in Barry, but not Barry Island. It's a very cliquey kind of context. And do you know, we are the first new church to plant in Barry in, in over 30 years. Over, no new churches for over 30 years. I imagine that's quite different to a city context. So it's hard, in some ways, to get a foot in missionally within that sort of context. But on the other hand, once you've got in with one person, one person's responded positively to the gospel, opens up, opens up a whole community of people that you get to know. And that's happening for Rachel and I, particularly in the football, uh, footballing world, where our boys do football Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. We've met loads of people, and we're still the newcomers, but uh, we're getting to know them. So I think this is probably true of a lot of towns of a similar size, if you're thinking of planting into a town. You'll probably have a similar dynamic. And so when people join your church, they probably uh, will stick around for a long, long time if they're happy and they're local. They're not just here for a few years of university training and then they're off and you have to convince them with an internship or a paid role to keep your best people. They'll just stay if you want them or not. They'll stick around. <laughs> and if you're thinking about long-term church plant, you can probably expect, and I hope this is true of God first, generations of the same family. We've got loads of kids, almost a 50-50 split between adults and children almost within the church. And my hope and prayer is that they'll grow teenagers and their children, and we'll try and keep hold of them as best we can. Um, but for the most part, I think this may be, I don't know, we'll grow all together in faith. And we hope that many people will join us along that way and grow with us. But there will be some people leave and some people will come, but you'll have a group of believers that you grow all together. And uh, we're only five years in, but that's my hope and prayer at least for God first. I'm not saying this doesn't happen in city uh, churches. I'm sure Ian will, will talk about that a little bit, about generational families, maybe. But I think it's more pronounced in a town. If you're planting a town, you can probably expect the people you get, if they're happy, they'll stick around for a long time. And so this settledness also means that you get to know all the churches in the town, all of them. <laughs> um, in Barry, we have this walk of witness on Easter every year, and all the churches come along, and we, all the church leaders know each other, people within the church communities of broadly evangelical churches get to know each other. So small town means less churches, but a better picture of what God's doing in your town. But on the other side of that, if you plant into town, uh, the existing churches will notice and have an opinion about it, um, which I was surprised Ian says, you can plant into a city, and often people don't bat an eyelid. But I don't want to steal your talk, Ian, sorry. Um, so, moving on, another factor of planting into a town that is prominent. Uh, I, I, now, this may, you may think this is a bit lacking in faith, and I apologize if this seems an overly pragmatic point, but I think it's important uh, to mention. Um, it's to get a, a handle on the dynamics 
of the, of, your, of the town, the population, the demographics, the Christian population. In Barry, um, I was surprised talking to Ian about this again. Um, we have 0.6% of the town that attend a broadly evangelical church. And I thought that was average, and I think that is certainly average of South Wales. Ian tells me that's incredibly low for a city. I think London, I think it's completely different, 10% or something. Um, so what that means is we have three to 400 Christians in a town of 57,000 people. And it's, um, I think it's worth working out this information in your pre-planting journey. And again, apologies if this is a bit pragmatic, but getting a handle on the Christian population where you're planting, I think is really beneficial to help you go in. It helps you set realistic expectations for the initial growth phase of your plants in the first few months. Of course, the desire and our aim really is to grow through new disciples from within the town and having a healthy discipling culture to help uh, grow a kind of a, a core mature group. And while we pray and we work and we anticipate God will move in an incredible way in our towns, I think it's wise to recognize that the initial group you gather after launch will likely correlate with the area's population size. So a town that has a, um, that group size in those early days will probably likely be smaller than in a city. And I'm, I'm not talking about church growth in the long term here. This is particularly about those early months. If you're planting into a small town versus a city, the group will, be, will depend on a few things. How many people you start with, who bring with you? How many Christians move into the town? Is there much movement? And there might be some that join you from other churches, but of course that's not our main aim. Planting is by faith, uh, by nature, a faith-filled venture to begin with, and we need to pray that God sends us the workers. However, unless there's a move of God, and we pray that there is, and we pray that God defies expectations, I think the number of Christians available to help your church grow and thrive in those early days is very much tied in with your area of demographic and how many Christians are around. And I, I, the reason I mention that is because I think we have to balance realistic expectations with faith at the same time, hoping and praying that God surpasses those realistic expectations. It's not a defining factor, I don't think. But ignoring the reality that you're planting into a town of 10,000 could lead to some disappointment. So that's probably pragmatic, but I think important to mention. Um, on saying that, a balancing observation, just a couple of more, I know I've got much time, um, is the draw of a new church plant within a town will attract uh, church hoppers. Now, I know every church plant experiences, experiences this to a degree. This is not a uniquely small town thing. And I'm not saying it doesn't happen in cities, but I think it's more pronounced and obvious within a small town because you know the people. When there are only 300 Christians in the town, it's very obvious when people move from church to church. And I imagine within a city context, people can slip in and slip out. But in Barry, there's only six churches that would describe themselves as broadly evangelical. And there's well, like a well-known bunch of Christians, perhaps, that one time or another has tended all the church families. Um, and that's not all for about, you know, sometimes, uh, you know, it could very well be that you're planting a church, the, the first church in that town that has a, 
a, a, an expression or theological emphasis that really resonates with people, that they've, they've been somewhere and they think, oh, this is a much better fit for me. So there are reasons people do that. This might be the one for me. I'm, I'm going to go and join God first. Um, but when we launched God First publicly, we quickly found that these a load of folks joined us in this way and then moved on. And it has a potential to cause disruption, probably more pronounced in a town than in a city. Church planting is a bit like cannonballing into a swimming pool, I often think of it. You know, have you? Uh, when you launch, you'll cause a lot of waves and a lot of froth within the town, especially when you're the first new town in 30 years. Just one more point. Um, young adults. A really key challenge for us in Barry, which I think is true of towns across the nation, is uh, this demographic uneven landscape that we've got. 20-somethings and young adults are generally missing. We, my hope and prayer is that our children stick around. We'd sopple them well as teenagers. But again, they could move on, couldn't they, to other things. And that, in fact, happens. Most of the Christians either move out of town or they just travel 20 minutes to Cardiff, which is where the vibrant city churches are. And, and so what's happened is that, that that whole generation is missing, not just from God first, but from the town generally. And none of us, none of the churches seem to have 20-somethings, and specifically young adults without any family commitments. We're missing them. We're all missing them completely. And I think one of the big reasons is we don't have a university in our town. I know it's a quite simplistic view, but we don't have any students. We don't have any inviting job prospects for young graduates. And in terms of the planning stage, if you're planting into a town that has no university, don't, <laughs> don't expect abundance of students to come um, to your church. <laughs> students do a lot within a church community uh, I've noticed from those who have them, uh, they serve on teams. They, you know, maybe a bit cliched, I don't know, but the worship team gets stocked out with really talented musicians. And they're often, they're often time rich, even if they're cash poor. They've got a lot of time. They've got a lot of enthusiasm. And they're not married and haven't got kids or other responsibilities. And this is a difficulty for us in towns. It's very tempting for... Christians to leave your town and commute to a larger church in a city nearby. And so this is something that we found and one of our greatest challenges, and you'll find that too if you plant into a church. This, the other side of that, there was a great joy of having a group of believers that you know you're going to be there forever. You've grown up in that town. You love it, and you're not, you're not going to leave it, and you want to see it one for Jesus. So, so it is, uh, that is the, the trade-off, if you like. So there's some challenges and maybe some pronounced differences. I'll be interested to hear what Ian has to say about if any of this kind of correlates. Um, we have a settled population. We have, you have, you'll have early encounters with church hoppers. Um, you'll be missing young adults, likely. But despite these challenges, we've experienced steady growth. Uh, we've, seen, uh, the, we've, we've found our way into the local community that, that live there. Uh, we've made genuine connections, and uh, we are hopeful. And we need more church planters to go to towns where it maybe it's not as flash or as exciting, and you, you're going to struggle uh, to attract uh, a vibrant feel, should we say. I don't know. But may I encourage you, 
I was 28 when I felt called to plant a church. We didn't know where that was. And you, you, if it's a small town, go. It's a wonderful place to plant a church. Thanks.